So Hi Felicia is a podcast that I started with the idea of having conversations on a variety of topics, trying to do a deep dive, um, maybe knowing something about the person, maybe not. One of my guilty pleasures is Criminal Minds and the team at the BAU, and they always profile a serial killer or an unsub by the fact that, that they usually start in a geographical location that's comfortable to them. So I, I do do that. So I am using friends and family and friends of friends and Facebook friends for folks who are basically in my sphere at first to interview and have some conversations. Because I've always been curious about you know where people come from, what their interests are, and I get really jazzed about talking to someone who's really enthusiastic about a subject that maybe I know a little bit about, maybe I know nothing about. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with my different guests. And um, please feel free to comment, send questions, um, or send suggestions for guests that you think might be interested uh, to be on Hi Felicia. My guest today on Hi Felicia is Tarek. Uh, Tarek is Boston's highly acclaimed, hyperintuitive, and gifted medium. He is delivering his brand of spiritual guidance and healing. His gifts of seeing, hearing, feeling, and knowing allow him to serve a dose of truth that is both compassionate and insightful. Our reading by Tarek inspires transformation that can lay the path to happiness. Tarek will leave you in awe of the amazing accuracy of his abilities. Tarek actually did a reading for a friend and family member of mine, and that's how we connected. Tarek actually happens to be a resident of Malden, and we're going to talk today about his uh, mediumship. We'll talk about intuitive senses. Uh, We'll talk perhaps a little bit about his teaching at the Tremont Tea Room and um, definitely how you can find him. He is online and um, he is under bostonsbestpsychic.com. from Tark's website. Psychometry is the divination of facts concerning an object or its owner through contact with or proximity to the object. Astrology is the study of how the positions of the stars and the movements of the planets influence events and the lives and behavior of people. Mediumship or channeling is the practice of certain people known as mediums to mediate communication between spirits of the dead and other human beings. Tea reading, or tasography, is the art of interpreting symbols formed by loose-leaf tea on the sides of a cup. Palm reading, or palmistry, is the art of characterization and foretelling the future through the study of the palm. A life coach whose job is to improve the quality of his clients by offering advice on professional and personal matters such as career, health, personal relationships. I know a little bit about that. Uh, Reiki is a form of therapy in which the practitioner channels energy into the patient in order to encourage healing or restore well-being. Tarot card reading uses a deck of cards consisting of 78 cards, of which 22 have pictures representing forces, characters, virtues, and vices, while the remaining cards are divided into four suits. Each card's basic meaning is altered by the card's position in the spread of cards laid out by the card's orientation and by the cards that are near it. So we'll ask uh, Tarek if he does all of these different services that are on his website. 
This is Hi Felicia podcast, and I'm your host, Felicia Ryan. My guest today is Tarek, the medium psychic. Is that how we say that? How do we say that? Uh, I actually do uh, psychic medium. Psychic medium. Yeah. Okay, psychic medium. He's actually a resident of Malden. How else do you describe yourself and what you do? Um, I consider myself a... Uh, I consider myself a healer of sorts. Um, you know, uh, life coaching is, is a huge part of what I actually do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I try to use uh, the information that I get to help people unlock problem areas in their life and try to guide them towards, like, you know, the situations that they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's not so much just, oh, making predictions. I mean, yes, it happens. Yes, there is a lot of that that goes on in what I do. But it's not just the sole, um, you know, it's not, it's not the core of mm-hmm. it. And how, how, like, tell me a little bit about your history. How did you come to it? I think when we talked on the phone previously, you said it it was something that you felt was always there, but sort of how did you recognize it as a strength and get to develop it? Like, sort of what's your story? Yeah, so, you know, as a kid, um, I... I... (laughs) As a kid, it was really awkward. I, I used to get a lot of information. You know, I'd meet somebody in the park and I'd start talking to them kind of like I knew them like my whole entire life. Or, you know, in the mall, I was always a wanderer as a child. Uh, I'd wander off, go make friends at different stores, people that worked in there, different shoppers, like wherever, right? And if somebody didn't bring it to my attention, like, who are you? And like, how do you know this? Or what do you, like, you know, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I wasn't really, like, it, to me, it was just... I don't know. I just thought it was just an extra intelligence. I just looked at it as like, well, I don't understand why the rest of you aren't seeing this. Mm. I'm not sure why the rest of you aren't connecting these dots. Like, it's Mm -hmm. kind of as clear as day. Can't you see this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So it wasn't really something that, like, I knew as psychic or knew as, uh, you know, some sort of spiritual gift. Um, And a lot of times it would get me in trouble, Um, you know, like, especially uh, with kids and stuff, you know, because kids act really weird (laughs) about things, you know. And uh, and get really weirded out. So, you know, it definitely kind of labeled me as slightly different or odd at times. Um, so as I got older, you know, it was, again, just something that was kind of in the background as, an, as a concept of intelligence to me. It was always something as like, well, I'm seeing these dots. I'm connecting these dots. Every other, you know, person in the room, in room must be a moron because they're not connecting these dots. And all right, so be it, whatever. Um, and it was just kind of there. It wasn't really until I started working uh, in this field, and that came about by just chance, to be honest with you, um, except looking back now, I see it as uh, my calling. Mm-hmm. I see it as like the universe having just put these roadblocks on my path, having stalled me in incredible ways, and just like being taken by the hand by various people at different intervals and just led towards this experience mm-hmm. in this journey. And uh, now I truly feel like I get to help people um, – on an incredible level. I mean, I feel like who gets to affect like one person a day, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, um, and I feel like I can do that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely been a journey. But to answer your question, it's, um, it's not something that like I, I led with, it's not something that I was actually uh, m- motivated in doing, it really is something that kind of came about by chance. Um, you know, without going too deep into things, uh, you know, uh, I was um, on track, actually, my, my, my degrees in biochemistry, I was on track for, you know, a life and research. Um, and uh, after losing a job, um, and, uh, and then kind of falling into a kind of like a little bit of a depression there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my friend, a friend that I had reconnected with from high school came back into my life and uh, he had known the tea room owner at the time, Alex okay. Palermo, um, who has since passed away. And uh, upon 
meeting him, he was like, you know, I'd, I'd like to offer you a job. And I'm like, <laughs> doing what? <laughs> you need a receptionist? Uh, I mean, what are you looking for? And he's like, no, I'd like you to be a reader. Nah. And honestly, the rest kind of just was history from there. Um, just, you know, got my start there, realized um, this wasn't just something that like people had or could just normally access, mm-hmm. that there was something additional that was going on. And, uh, and it just kind of blew up from there. Now, how did the how did that history for you or that information and that skill set that you had, how was that supported or at odds with whatever spiritual practice you grew up with and then whatever spiritual practice you sort of believe in now? Like how did that do those two things match for you? They're, they, they're, they're never really at odds. Uh, to me, it's it's an it's it's an additional. Uh, it's an it's a it's looking at it from an additional perspective. It's not taking away from any of my core values or principles or mm-hmm. any of the way um, necessary any of the teachings mm-hmm. that I was taught. Um, it really always felt like it was an expansion. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding you know God in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about in metaphysics, when we talk about spirit and getting messages from spirit, you know, uh, some people think that we're talking about like, you know, their past loved ones or so on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a spirit. Uh, but when we talk about spirit, we're talking about like the source of energy. For some people, mm-hmm. it can be their spirit guides. For others, it's like myself, it's it's connecting to the source of creation. Mm-hmm. It's going to where energy sort of flows out of. And, mm-hmm. and this is the energy vibration that connects all things. Um, and when you think about it, really, isn't that God? Isn't that the universe? Isn't that you know, the idea of breath and life. Um, And isn't that, again, the same concept in science that we talk about, you know, in string theory as everything having a vibration and Mm. everything vibrating, you know? So to me, it becomes like, okay, here's another layer. You know, I look at it almost as like a book, you know? It's like, all right, this was the first few chapters, but now here's the next few chapters. You know, it was never a takeaway. You know, um, yeah, and I I was raised uh, Muslim. So, you know, in Islam, of course, you know, going to somebody like myself uh, is is forbidden. (laughs) Um, And your prayers. Oh, is it? it? Oh, yeah, super, yeah. I was the devil to my parents for like the longest time. Uh, But we're over it now. (laughs) Um, That's good. So, but uh, but it was, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is looked at as it's frowned upon, you know, nobody knows the future, but God, nobody knows, you know, uh, thing, all things, but God. Right. But again, I don't, I don't look at it as like, I know all things. I look at it as like, I receive these messages and these bits of information that I believe are coming from the creator that Mm -hmm. are coming from the source that are meant to help, not myself. It's never for me, but it's meant to help like whomever is around me at whatever Mm -hmm. point in time or the people that are coming to me for assistance and guidance. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. It was very, it was said beautifully too. One of the things that I always think of, and I, I don't have a very strong belief, but I know that I'm, I feel open to different things. And like, I've taken classes in Reiki and I understand that flow of energy. I believe in that flow of energy. I don't think science and metaphysics are in at odds at all. And I just always believe that, like, energy can't be created or destroyed. And, like, we as human beings are energy. So that energy has to go somewhere. I don't particularly know what, where that happens or what happens or I don't have a particular hardcore picture of that. Um, but do people who come to you have a very particular sense or do you think they're more open to 
every situation is so different, right? I mean, every situation is so different, you know, and it depends again on where the spirit is in transition, how the spirit died, what the circumstances of their leaving here was. Um, I always tell people that spirit world isn't heaven or hell. Um, and if a heaven or hell does exist, um, that's beyond, uh, like that's a different realm of existence, maybe at a different time of existence. You know, um, what I tell people is that spirit, spirit world is your life reflected back at you. Um, it's how you viewed the world or what you did within your world. And, you know, if you left here, you've accomplished, you put those, you know, check marks next to the, the majority of things that your soul was meant to do here. Mm-hmm. You've accomplished, you've grown, you've evolved. Then spirit world should be cakewalk. You get there, you're hanging out with friends and family. You're, you know, you're put through the process of allegedly, uh, and I do say allegedly, because uh, I don't particularly put, believe in this sect of it, but allegedly you're shown your past lives. You're gone through this whole cycle of, you know, uh, realizing what your soul has failed to accomplish many times over or what it has succeeded at but then failed or, or what have you. Um, and then you're cleansed and you're allowed to, you know, kind of do what you need to do to sort of accomplish whatever is left to accomplish. If you leave here and your life wasn't as fulfilled or you didn't get to necessarily put as many check marks, um, then it, it does feel like there's an absence of sometimes people there's sometimes there's an absence of light sometimes it can feel like an imprisonment or the soul has created its own entrapment you know um happens uh you know i don't want to again i don't want to generalize here and i don't want to put anything out there because if anyone who's listening this has past loved ones i don't want them to automatically assume that their past loved ones are there in that space so i I won't i won't generalize and say oh like in this situations but but there are certain situations where people um you know, uh, they do pass here in a, in a way that they're they're not as fulfilled. And when they get to spirit world, their soul feels like it's in a dark crevice. And some of them get out of it much more quickly. Some of them take years, and some of them lose themselves. You know, it's it it really is up to again that that sort of um, soul cycle okay. to accomplish what it needs to accomplish. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the way that I'm understanding what you're saying, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is in the same way that so when you're alive, you know, us in our human bodies, energy is always flowing and it can get stuck in certain spaces. Like if we have unprocessed feelings or unprocessed pain, mm-hmm. sometimes that energy can get stuck. So it's like a little roadblock. But in spirit world, you are the energy. That's what, Yeah. So that's the difference is right. that what you're describing is bodiless energy, but that sometimes they can, depending upon where they left off in their life, their spirit energy is then so needing to go through a process. Is that kind of... Let me give you kind of an example. So... You know, uh, say like you're meant to like go through a lot of hardship here, right? Like say like your life is just like crap from beginning to finish. You're born into a crack den. You're like molested. You're like treated unfairly. You just are given like circumstances that nobody should really ever encounter, right? But like your soul allegedly, again, chose this life for a reason. It chose it because it believed one, it could like, it could do something with it. It believed that there was something to achieve from it or something to learn from it. You know what I mean? Or wherever it was in its progression of learning, it felt like this was something it needed to learn, you know, compassion or what have you. Now, the people that effectively transform through this are the people that like somehow managed to go on and get their doctrine in psychology and Mm -hmm. they speak and they become healed 
healers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And they evolve to the point where when they do pass here, like their evolution is much, much smoother. It doesn't mean that they still don't have things they have to work on or there isn't blockages or they're not stuck by certain things, but it's like a much smoother path. The trajectory is going to flow in a, in a more straight shot okay. versus the person who experienced that same trauma and then didn't do anything with the evolution. Maybe they went on to repeat the trauma. Maybe they went on to like become, you know, someone else's trauma. You know what I'm saying? And and therefore they get to spirit world. They're not as evolved. Mm-hmm. And now they're weighed down by everything that they had a chance to sort of like let go of and deal with here, but now they didn't. Mm-hmm. And now they have to do it in spirit world as a disenfranchised being. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It, without that body, without that physical grasp. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, And now they have to work through those issues. But I believe, and it's my personal belief, I don't know that every medium believes this, right? But it's my personal belief that spirit world is almost like your second chance. It's almost like your, <sighs> all right, work through your shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like before... You know, again, and, and not to get all like religious about it, right? But if there is, if if the teachings of the three religions are right, if 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 there any of the doctrines are true, if there is a day of judgment, you know, like I, I believe that that's going to come not when you die, but that's going to come when like you know everyone's dead, right? You know, so like in that process, like you still have second years, whatever chance you have to sort mm-hmm. of either redeem yourself or get through whatever, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? Again, well, adding to the ideologies and not yeah. subtracting from. This is uh, – God, there's so many questions. Um, it's so deep and you explain it so well. Um, maybe I'll take take back to like your personal experience of things. So um, when you're doing a reading for someone – and I know it's hard to generalize, but do you – how does the information come to you? Like how do you prepare for it and then how do you prepare to accept it or take it in? Are we talking about a psychic reading or a mediumship reading because they are two very different Explain channels. the difference. Well, a psychic reading is 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 I mean I'm almost always on for a psychic reading. You know, it's very different. I mean psychic readings are – information is going to come through whether I like it or not. It's just like, like explaining to you earlier. It's me just ignoring it and pretending it's not there or just not giving a damn enough to just – you know, put it kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, but the psychic, the psychic information is is always flowing from the source of creation. It's uh, whatever you want to call it, the Akashic records, the you know, the infinite, um, uh, whatever. It's the an energy that's sort of just kind of vibrating and flowing off of each and every person. So it's a river you tap into when you want to. Or it's always there and you... It's always flowing. Okay. It's always flowing. And then I guess I can, you know, just kind of be a little bit more selective on like whether or not I want to like flow in the stream. Okay. You know? Um, and then so with mediumship, it's 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 different because mediumship, I'm connecting with a spirit that's passed. Um, now, there are tons of mediums that I know. I, I have a, a very close friend of mine that, I mean, she's always on. I mean, you know, but she's also like always seeing spirits and stuff. I mean, she's seeing them like she'll be sitting there and going like, your mother is right there. You know, that's not me. I I, I can access the information to that person, you know, um, but it's very it's very different. You know, the, the channel of which I'm accessing it is even sometimes different. Sometimes the information can come through the third party, through through the source. Sometimes the source is like, yeah, this is what that person is going through right now. And this is what that person like has to say. But like it's not coming in directly from that person. Sometimes it's directly from that individual and it's just like they're right here and they're telling me their name. They're telling me their, their whatever, their, wow. what they went through and whatever. You know, a lot of times when I experience mediumship in the beginning, um, again, every, every reading is, is slightly different. But a lot of times um, mediumship is done in person. 
I always, always ask for something of the person. Um, my friend, uh, my friend always tells me that that's cheating, but, um, and it is, and I don't care. Uh, but it's, why would it be cheating? Well, because it's, it's like, it's through the use of psychometry. Um, you're connecting through that person's item, you know, but for me, it's like a 1-800, like, let me pick up the phone and just go like 1-800 collect call. I want to talk to this spirit right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Versus, okay, let me just sit off of you and then the 50 other people that you didn't want to talk to are the people that are coming through and the one person that you came to me for is the one person that doesn't want to talk, you know? So I feel like that kind of yep. – it, it sort of, you yep. know, gets me a shortcut to the situation, okay. right? And and it's not always. And I tell people that too. Mediumship, there's never a guarantee. And I that's literally what I open up with with every single reading. You come to me. You sit down. I say, have you had a mediumship reading? Yes, no, doesn't matter. Great. Okay, uh, let me give you the disclaimer. Sometimes spirits come through. Sometimes they don't. Unlike a psychic reading, there is never a guarantee. Sometimes spirits just don't like the sight of my face and literally don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it has happened. You know, yeah. I've yeah. been in mediumship circles where, you know, the person sitting to the right of me got all the information. The person behind me got all the information. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they're not talking to me at all, you know? And there are other times where it's like they're only connected to me, you know? Um, so it's, it's very, very different. Um, but the way the information comes through uh, can come through in a variety of ways. Uh, because of my clear cognizance, clear sentience, clear voyance, and clear audience, mm-hmm. um, I I know, I feel, I hear, and I see. Okay. Um, with me, is there one that's stronger for you? Uh, you know, I used to see a lot more. I, I used to see a real lot more. Uh, now it's 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 gotten. Um, I feel like I, 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 I feel things and I know things uh, very, very strongly. And then the clear audience is always like a close second, I feel like, to those two. Mm-hmm. Um, the clairvoyance has lessened. Uh, I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe maybe it's because of my not giving a fuck. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, But it has – you know, I don't get the pictures as much anymore, which, which can stink sometimes, especially when I'm trying to describe the person and I'm like, it's coming from feelings only, mm-hmm. you know, but um, – but yeah, uh, but but luckily for me, I'm, I'm I'm very I'm very thankful that my information is always always backed up. So if I feel something very strongly, I I will get the thought bubble afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, or I'll or I'll know it clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, it always usually comes in mm-hmm. through two channels. Now, do you have a sense, or do you believe like, um, and you know, this may may or may not be possible, and I'm not how sure how strongly I believe in it, but this idea of like good energy and bad energy or good spirits or bad spirits or like... Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Everything has a vibration, right? So, I mean, the higher the vibration, the purer the energy, the 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 lighter the energy is. You know, uh, pure light beings are like the highest vibration possible. Um, when you get into lower frequencies, I mean, yeah, we are talking about things that are on the opposite scale, you know? And yeah, it does range from everything from screwed up to demonic. Um, and yes, those things do exist. And I know it sounds, you know, to the skeptic, it's going to sound really weird and, and what have you. But having done a lot of these paranormal investigations and things throughout the years, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen everything from like tapped out crazy to drug addicts to real life. This is, oh my God, what is going on here? Mm. You know? <laughs> um, so there's there's definitely been stuff. And, and I've dealt with my own things actually. Um, you know, uh, back when in my 20s, when I first started doing this work on my own, uh, branching off in my own professional business, um, I, I was getting a lot of people that were coming with uh, some toxic some toxic stuff, and uh, and having not necess- the the spirits or the pe- the people that wanted you to do the readings the people that were coming uh, for readings okay. uh, like you know not everybody and I, I'm not 
not saying that like this was like, you know, like 90% of people or anything, but there were like, you know, one or two people that happen to have things attached to them that, you know, decided to sort of shift their focus from the person they were attached to, to myself mm. and, um, you know, and created some disturbances and a little bit of problems and stuff. And, you know, and there are lots of clearings and lots of energy clearings. And, and it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a hassle to be honest with you. Um, it really is. It's a hassle sometimes to sort of purge and, and get rid of things. Um, so, but, you know, luckily now I have better protections and uh, I've learned, I've grown, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes when you start off things, you know, like you're, you're a toddler, you know, you're learning just to crawl, you mm-hmm. know, and as you, as you, you know, as you're working, you, you start learning more and you start understanding more. It's yeah. just one of those things. So I know you said that you started in, or had a, a career in science at one point. How do you feel like the science informs what you do too? Oh, everybody that, uh, either works in this or has a very strong spirituality uh, is always um, always just baffled uh, by the way I speak about things because for me, it has to make scientific sense. Mm. Uh, for me, it, there has to be like a logic and a pragmatism behind it because, you know, magic is a form of science. Um, I mean, you know, that is literally what we call inorganic chemistry. Mm-hmm. You are taking a multitude of varying herbs and, and, and whatever else in the natural order of things and you're mixing them and, and you know, utilizing heat and whatever else uh, to create a reaction, uh, a reaction that just might not necessarily be known by science, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a reaction nonetheless, you know. And so, I mean, even just delving back into the history of science, I mean, what predates uh, chemistry and physics, uh, alchemy. That's fascinating. I love I love the way that you describe things. I think when we talked on the phone earlier, you had mentioned that you had done some teaching or taught classes in mediumship or mentored people or something. Do you still do stuff like that? Yeah, actually, it was never mediumship. Um, okay. I've, I've done psychic of psychic classes and psychic okay. teachings, um, and I do teach Reiki still, um, So, because I, I am a... Reiki master. So mm-hmm. um, there's, yeah, uh, I've done like um, psychic, palmistry, uh, tea leaf readings, uh, working with crystals, uh, crystal readings and things like that. I taught on my own. I taught um, with the tea room uh, back when the tea room had classes and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but never, I've never done a mediumship reading. To be honest with you, I, I don't think I take a class. I mean, I would never, I don't think I would, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I, I feel like I still have so much to learn. You know what I'm saying? You and know? you mentioned you had a men- you have a mentor or a teacher that you work with. I have a friend uh, who she's not really a mentor, but she's she's as close to a mentorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was actually the first person um, to sort of. Uh, really take the cards out of my hand and tell me like, listen, you don't need that crap. Uh, you can fly solo. Actually, it was really funny. Uh, she she was trying to organize a dinner at the time and do like a psychic dinner. And, um, you know, so she like had approached me and she was like, you know, I hear, I listen to your readings. Like you're, you're so phenomenal. Like I really, I want to work with you. And I'm just sitting there going like, I like, that was like literally a newbie. Like this is like week, like two, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and and I'm like, how would that work? Like, you can't really just like pull out like cards on like a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like before I even used the tower cards. Like, I, I literally used a regular deck of cards, um, just a regular straight deck. And uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, how would you do that? Um, I mean, I've seen tarot and I've had tarot done, but I've never seen regular cards. Done. So like, the uh, you know is this the is, same same sort of. So this is actually really funny. Uh, so I actually to tell you that story, I have to kind of segue into another story. So okay. I'm sorry about that. That's but, okay. Um, as no, a, keep going. It's interesting. As a child, uh, I used to give these like readings to like my my family, to my um, to my sisters and my my cousins and and whatnot. And um, to me, it was just like fun. It was just like a fun thing I did. But I always did it with like a straight deck. And um, I don't 
know how I knew, but I knew how to set the deck up. I always did like, you know, my four card, uh, you know, trail. And then I always did the pentagram with the two cards and mm-hmm. laying on the front, one cross in the cross. And it wasn't until like years later, like years later, I'm like flipping through a book and I'm like, oh, holy snap, this is exactly how I used to set it up, you know, like, wow. and, you know, and I didn't, it's not something I was taught or something. It was mm-hmm. just all intuitively sort of like, you know, learned or whatever. But anyway, I used to, I used to set up the cards. I didn't necessarily assign meanings to the cards. Um, although, Later on, I found that like certain – the way certain cards laid out to me when they would form pictures in my head and this is the pictures I would tell the story. And I would always tell whoever I was reading. I was like, oh, it could be past. It could be present. It could be future. Like I don't know. But I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> and here's the story. you know. And I would like lay it out and I would tell them what like all the pictures meant and like whatever. And you know, again, like when I started learning the tarot because the tier owner was like, I think it would be good for you to like just know how to use the tarot too. So I'm like, oh, man, I have to, like, learn this shit for real. Um, so, you know, when I started, like, kind of learning the meanings of the tarot, like, and learning, like, seven of swords means this, I'm like, oh, that's so weird. That's kind of how I, you know, you always saw. already interpreting it. Right. When you were using the regular deck. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and not every single card, but there was a, a bunch of them that was like, oh, yeah, this is this is how I kind of always, like, pictured this to mean or whatever. Or this, oh, this is the picture it, like, formed in my head or whatever. So it was um, it was just very interesting. But um, anyway, what was the original question? <laughs> Um, I don't know now. I, it's okay. We got off. We got off to another subject. That's fine. So, um, but but long story short, and my stories are never short. Um, the uh, yeah. So I started using. You know, I, I was using the straight deck at the tea room. The tea room. Uh, you know, I, I uh, long after. You know, learned how to start using the tower cards. And uh, you know, um, Pam was the first person to kind of go like, "Hey, I want you to take these uh, cards out of your hand, and I want you to stand." And I want you to just perform. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. And she was like, listen, today, no cards, just you and the, and like, you know, and, and the person. And, you know, I remember like having like maybe like a little tiny panic attack before like going in and sitting down with the client. And uh, and her smile, This I just remember the girl. She was just uh, this beautiful blonde girl, um, just had this like radiant smile about her. And I just sat down and I was just like, all right, let's flow. And just went into some massive conversation about her boyfriend and then she just broke into tears and next thing I know I'm consoling her and then, you know, it was just – that was it. And uh, like the rest I feel like is history. Like it was just that moment, you know. So um, she was instrumental uh, in in a lot of ways to sort of like me understanding that I could do so much more than what I could do, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and sort of just like helping me understand things a little bit better. Uh, you know, and, and understanding that, like, it's not it's not crazy. Uh, it's not, you know, like, sometimes, you know, you just think, like, all right, I'm just obsessing on something or this is just my mind ticking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but, like, really kind of just, like, helping me sort of differentiate. You know, um, I won't say that, like, it was a mentorship by, by definition. It wasn't like I, you know, like, trained under her. Mm-hmm. It was more just kind of, like, you know, sort of spinning me around and then pointing me in a direction and then yeah. I kind of just ran yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Did um did you grow up in the Malden area? I grew up in Medford actually. Okay. Yeah. And you live in, in Ma- and you live in Malden now. You crossed over the line. I did. <laughs> no, I became a trader. Uh, I love it actually. I really do. I think it's really cool. I feel I love like the restaurants and stuff that have like opened up and all these like yeah. little like, things that are coming up, but I could also do without like the like thousand and one like you know new uh, buildings that I keep know. going in because I know. the traffic is getting like ridiculous. It is. It's getting crazy. The um, so you do readings in person and on the phone. Mm-hmm. Or do you have a preference? Uh, I mean, well, again, it depends on what we're talking about. I I prefer um doing psychic readings over the phone only because um I feel like I'm you know I can be. 
I can be as direct as I want to be. Um, and I don't necessarily have to be bombarded with how that person is feeling about what I'm saying as much. I can be just connected to this is the message. Um, however, I have found that um, I have found that in-person readings are forcing me to soften myself in a lot of ways, which has mm. been very difficult being as direct in the bull that I am. Mm. Um, so, so you know, I, I can't say that there's an actual preference. Um, I do like doing mediumship readings uh, in person only because, again, I like having the artifact of the yep. person. Yep. Um, but, you know, and that's not always actually true and helpful either. I've had some stellar uh, phone connections as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it just really depends on the person and the vibration and, again, who's coming through. Do you have – I don't know how to ask this question. I'll just say it's sort of like do you have a sense of, like, needing – certain amount of personal space because of like what you might pick up? Uh, that's an understatement. <laughs> I, uh, I do spend an, uh, what I like to think is an incredibly healthy time uh, alone and barricaded by myself. But um, most will argue it's, it's incredibly unhealthy. And um, it's, 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 yes, it's necessary. I mean, it's 100% necessary. I feel like if I can't detach the cords that people attach to me and um you know and, and it's not always just you know it's not like i just do a reading and then it's like disconnect you know it's like sometimes information is coming in after for long after yeah. you know there are times where like i have to like even like reach out to the person and i always have to think about this like very cautiously too because i'm always very uh self-aware that like i don't want this to be like them to think it's a business strategy you know it's not like right. i'm like oh i want you to you know what i mean it's like right, but right. you know something else came through that i need you to know or, yeah. or hey actually you know there's additional information that maybe slightly contradicts what i originally said and i need you to know this addition you know what i'm saying things mm -hmm. like that you know mm -hmm. um so it's not always just like okay i'm off the phone and boom like you know sometimes information is still flowing like well after the fact and if i don't take time to meditate if i don't take time to like break down that energy and separate myself and this is like uh in addition to like my prayers you know like i mean i pray my prayers every day, but it's, it's, I still have to take the time to sort of like really like do the cleanse. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I just need me time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, um, for, for the work that I do, it's very, very necessary, but not every single psychic medium is like that. Again, I have, you know, so many colleagues that there are such people, people, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like they like, you know, it doesn't That's matter. That's how they They're draw just, their energy. Right. You know, um, and it's not me either. I'm very introverted. No, and, and, I'm, <laughs> and actually, you know, and, and I hate to even admit this, I feel embarrassed too, but I, I have been known to psychic vampire, and I don't mean to. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so so one would think like, oh, it would be wonderful to be around people, right? Like, you know, long day, like, you know, just go steal their energy. But like, I'm, I'm even more cautious of that, too. It's just like, all right, no, I really just need to like, do me, you know, and yeah. like blockade, you know? But I was always the kid that like, uh, you know, it's like one o'clock in the morning and everybody's like, like, you know, they're tuckering out, like ready for bed. And I'm like, where are we doing? Where are we going, guys? Why are you yawning? What's happening? Bouncing off in the middle of the room and not realizing I'm the reason they're all yawning. Got it. Oh, so you were taking or feeding off of their energy. Not what, Did you not realize no, it? No, I had no okay. clue. It was, I mean, right. again, years later realizing it was actually I was reading a psychic defense book. Um, and it, like one of the, actually it was a, it was a major, uh, like it wasn't just one chapter. It was like a major section that talked about psychic yeah. vampirism. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I think, I think I need to learn how to yeah, put yeah, up like yeah. blocks, not just for myself, but for yep. others, you know? Yep. And you know, like I'm, I'm not a psychic, but I, I'm very sensitive to, um, people and their energy and. You're incredibly um, intuitive. What are you talking about? You get like crazy dreams. I have crazy dreams. Yeah, and your lucid dream too. That's not a normal thing. What is a lucid dream? You make like you have thoughts. 
like not every single one of your dreams you're controlling, but like in a lot of your dreams, I feel like you actually have like thoughts. Like you're like, oh, I have to do this. Or like you're stressed out about like, oh my God, like this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like this, like that's something that doesn't happen to normal people. That's like a... <laughs> No, it's not a normie thing. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not a normie thing. Um, but you know, when you have it and you experience it, you don't necessarily think that other people don't have that too. Right. Well, it's, it's not it's, until you get older and then you start to talk about those things and then you realize, oh, not everybody does that. Like I've had I, – I trained with an intuitive teacher that was really helpful and it was – for me, I – it was a big leap of faith because I th- I was thinking of that stuff as kind of wacky, like kind of wacky, not sure if I believe. Um, and it was a lot about grounding yourself and it was a lot about centering it so that if you want to receive a message or you want to tap into your intuitive self, uh, how you receive that as information rather than immediately trying to guess or, or interpret or have your logical mind fix whatever that thing is. Right. Which I feel like is difficult for a lot of people, especially I think someone like yourself who has such an active mind and your mind never turns off. I never. feel like you're just so much with the anxiety in your head um, that like it just feels like you're tick, 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 tick. So like how do you differentiate between like the million thoughts per nanosecond that just happened and yeah. like the message that Actual just came through? Actual information. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, so – and then also like when people – again, I don't want to like – pick I don't know, like point you out but you when persons okay. like yourself like have these type of energy values you know it's it becomes very difficult to even like um like sometimes it's it's just so easy to believe like every thought <laughs> like sometimes it's really yes. easy to believe yeah. that like oh every single thing that's going through my head right now is fact so you know it's or like, important I should pay attention to it or right whatever. you know and and giving it too much energy and then that becomes a drain and that becomes like you know yeah. it, you know so so grounding yourself is so 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 important see like for me that's not the problem because like I think being a Taurus like my I have that lazy mind anyway like my mind isn't beating a a mile a minute Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like if I'm focused on a thought (laughs) like it's like a thought Mm -hmm. you know um or like I'll have like four thoughts going on at once but it's like I've carpamentalized them so I'm like working a problem but I'm also like focused on like whatever I'm like you know trying to write you know what I mean and the song that's playing on in the background and you know what I mean and the phone conversation that's on my ear you know what I'm saying like so you know it's like having listened to um was it a psychic reading that you were doing or a mediumship? Mediumship, mediumship you did for um, Sandy. You really felt like an energetic traffic cop to me. Like I, I saw and heard your um, facility with the incoming information, with the asking the questions, with sort of like putting something aside at the moment. I mean, you talked very fast, but I could also tell that you were like very in control of what was happening. And also sort of able to juggle it all. And, like, we listened to those recordings multiple times. And we were like, oh, like, that's the thing we didn't get the first time. Or, oh, wow, that's the, that's the thing that we thought was something else. And, like, at the time, like, you're very, you just seemed very able to sort of put that all or manage it all in a way that – like I was I, at first when I heard it, I would be like, "Wow, I could be I could be overwhelmed by that." That would seem overwhelming to me. You know, um, it it used to be. Uh, it definitely, definitely used to be. Um, I don't know. Like I, maybe it's just like maturity. Like do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't know. Like or it's just. Um, I really I don't to be honest with you I don't know. Okay. It's not it's not so much something that I feel like 
I worked super hard to control. Like, I feel like it's just something that like naturally I got control of. You've grown into. You know, I'll give you a great example. And I don't know how many of these of your listeners out there have like watched any of these shows, but like there's um the new adaptation of Psychic Kids that I'm like so obsessed with, uh, even though it's kind of garbage, but I'm so obsessed with it. Um, you know, and I'm like watching these kids that like, you know, are having these like tremendous, like freaking like, you know, I mean, these episodes, you know, like I'm seeing this, I'm seeing that, like, you know, and they're walking through these space and they're getting names and they're pulling this and they're and I'm like you know, wow, I, like, that was not me at their age. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I mean, if, like, if you asked me, like, maybe I'd be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, you know what I mean? But, like, I wasn't like, <gasps> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think maybe it's just my temperament. Do you know what I'm saying? I think mm. I have, like, already this nervous energy anyway, like, that's already kind of fueling me all the all the time mm-hmm. that, like, I, I think, I, I don't know, I'm like my own little rocket that everything mm-hmm. else is just kind of secondary and tertiary, mm-hmm. you know? How do you think some of um, what we've talked about gets expressed through the way that people show up with their astrological signs and like their, you know, whatever their thing rising or their... Oh my God. I used to think astrology was so stupid. Um, And, you know, now like when (laughs) I love doing astrology readings, actually, it's like one of my favorite, 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 favorite things to do. Um, I feel like, yeah, there's so much truth to it. I mean, like, so, so much truth. I mean, look, I don't tell people to, like, necessarily, like, you know, run your life by, like, you know, the transients that are happening. Yep. You know what I mean? That would be freaking effing stupid. But I would definitely, uh, like, give value and merit to, like, when I meet somebody, you know, like, and I mean, like, especially, like, when I used to date, that was definitely, like, sometime, yeah, I need to do your chart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, before this goes any further, you know, like, let's, let's just, let's just get some things out of the way. You know what and I mean? And how like, do you do someone's chart? Um, so I have an astrology program that I like to plug things into. I use uh, Astrogold uh, on my iPhone, iPad, uh, which is a dumbed down version of the computer program that I used to use called Solar Fire, which was like a $500 program, uh, which is amazing. And if I ever get a computer again, I will definitely like purchase the updated version of it. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I use that, uh, plug everything in, and then... Uh, I look at, again, you know, the, the corresponding uh, planets and where everything is and where, you know, how it's in opposition to each other or trining each other or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and I do my readings off of that. I don't necessarily use, like, the built-in information that comes with the app, even though I appreciate the hard work and efforts that it went for those astrologers to write a lot of the stuff that they mm-hmm. wrote. I just don't always necessarily agree mm-hmm. with everything. Um, I think astrology, just like everything else that I've come to in – this sort of metaphysical world I've come to in an intuitive practice. Mm. Everything that I really hold near and dear about astrology are pretty much contradicts a lot of what's out there. Mm. It's actually come by way of like the million plus readings that I've done in the past decade. Um, you know, when you just start seeing like, you know, every single Libra has gone through like X at like before the age of 25. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, wow. okay, this is a marker. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, this yeah. is just damn something they're all going to go through you know what i mean like you know like when you start you just start seeing these personality traits you know and Mm -hmm. for me like it's even evolved like past just like one sign like you know like i can see the correspondence among like you know the cardinal breakdown you know what i'm saying like you know like uh there is a lot a lot of overlap between like cancer capricorn aries and libra Mm -hmm. and not just the opposites not just aries and libra but like aries and capricorn aries and cancer you know what i mean like you know some of the way they obsess on things do you know what i'm saying like you know i mean there's a lot of overlap you know um 
the anxieties that come with their with their with their thought process, the active yeah. imaginations, the uh, you know the paranoias. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like these are these are things that like are you know like you could see in like all all four signs. You know, so it's it's really and, and no book is gonna you're never gonna open up a book that's gonna go like Aries mm-hmm. anxiety. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, but yeah, like ninety yeah. percent of the time I'll be sitting there, and if I'm like having like a mild panic attack, I'm like. All right, how much Aries and Libra is in your chart? You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's take a look. Let's see what's in the first house. Let's see what's in the seventh house. Let's see where your rising sign's That's at. <laughs> you know? I had oh. a very extensive <laughs> reading with women who she went through, um, I think we did three or four sessions, and it was all about she was my birth date, my birth time. We talked about, I'm Capricorn. And we talked about like, like, um, I'm a mountain climber. And if I don't have a mountain, I will build a mountain. And sometimes it's the wrong mountain. But I can't do things in any easy way. And even if the easy option was offered to me, I wouldn't take it. Yeah, which was information for me. Like I was like, Oh, I got you now. It's true. I figured myself out. <laughs> but, you know, um, and not to pick on you, right? Uh, but, you know, the you guys are the goat. Uh, yeah. You know, so goats are stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, the, but they live in places that no one else can live in. But they, yeah, but they choose to, right? Yeah. I mean, for survival purposes. I mean, yeah. in, rea- in reality. But, like, a Capricorn is not about survival. Really, yeah. for Capricorn, it's about testing their limits. How yeah. deeply can I cut this vein open and yeah. get to the point of bleeding out before bleeding out. Yeah. I mean it's it's like it's it's really that push and and pull. And again, I don't want to pick on your sign, but it, it's what 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 that astrologer said to you is 100% absolutely true. You know, like there there's a need for something. Uh you know, I always look at Capricorn as the probably the most obsessive of all the signs. You guys are the devil card in the tarot. We are. You are, uh which is all about obsession and addiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and uh Capricorns, uh I always peg as the person that will focus on the one thing that is absent out of their life. I mean, they literally could have everything else. I mean, literally everything put on a gold plate, you know, like making 250K a year, perfect like spouse. I mean, we're buying an island. But no, no, I'll focus on the goddamn one thing. One dang thing that I can't have, you know, and I will cause myself an obsession so large and a depression so wide mm. uh, that like nothing else matters except for that one thing, yeah. you know, and um, which is, again, eloquently put, the mountain that's created even yeah. if there isn't a mountain to climb, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And having that recognition that it's good to have, like the, like value the drive and the I view it more as curiosity than testing my limit. Like it's always like my question is always why, why? Um, but that that has that that has the dark side. It has a flip side to it. If if I'm creating a mountain just to have a mountain, then perhaps that's not an admirable pursuit for myself. But right. maybe putting that focus and drive and desire in an area that is true. Like it's it's. It's something I really want to do. I think it's learning. Uh, I think one of the things with Capricorn, because if you look at all of the signs as uh, the evolution of a human being, which is what the cycle of the wheel is meant to be, yeah. right? You start off at Aries. You're the infant. You're the baby. Me, 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 me. I, 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 I. It's all about me, right? And as you get to Capricorn, you're at like old age. I mean, mm. you're like 70, you know, 65 plus. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're probably actually really – you're at like 60. You're at like your second Saturn's return. 
turn, mm. you know, and what most people do at 60 is start freaking out about like, I'm going to die because they start realizing I, I ain't got another 60 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? At 50, yeah. I might live another 50, but I ain't going to live another 60. Do you know what I'm saying? So like it becomes this focus of, you know, everything, it becomes do or die. Mm. Everything becomes very uh, over dramatized. I don't want to say over dramatized. That sounds, I'm um, sorry. That's a microaggression. But you know what I mean? Like it's like the sense of like everything becomes very, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's intense. It's intensified. Like I don't have time. It needs to be now. <laughs> You're not <laughs> quoting me at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but the reality is, is that like we, you know, what we have to do within our sign is we have to overcome whatever the obstacles that our sign faces. Um, yeah. And that's not just true of our sign. It's also true of the North and South node, uh, wherever those may lie, because those are actually your actual soul's obstacles. Like here is what you need to like overcome. Here's the problem and here's what you need to do to overcome it. But like, you know, I would say like for Capricorn, it's really going to be about like learning to pivot and learning to let go yeah, yeah. of like, you know, like, so you've reached an impasse, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. Yeah, like yeah. learning to realize like, oh no, I gave it my all. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. But now it's no longer worth it to keep this drive and momentum going towards this Absolutely. because I have so much energy. Let me put it towards something that's like actually worth conquering now yeah. or something worth achievable. Yeah. But the problem with that is anytime you're like actually going to say that to a Capricorn, they're going to be like, but no but this is what I want to achieve. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, it it's really good. hard to let go of things. It's really hard. But I'm, I'm with more practice. I can do it. I don't always do it willingly, but I can do it. I would say, too, that um, when you guys focus on more altruistic things, when you guys focus more on, like, um, aiding and helping, uh, like, people, I feel like um, – I don't know. I feel like it re rejuvenates you guys. I feel like it like yeah. washes away like things. I feel like um, I can't say that this is true of every single Capricorn I've ever read, but like I would say it's true of like a good quantity um, that there's a struggle between the selfish desire of like the more, 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 more and the need, 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 need and the desire to climb up that hill because God dang it, every single one of us earth signs, nothing is ever good enough. There's always more, yeah, more, more, yeah, more, yeah. more, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's fighting that battle with, with the desire of like wanting to be some sort of savior wanting to be you know like yeah. this like okay put me on the cross and let me do whatever for you do you know yep, what i'm saying so yep. like it's it's really there's this struggle between this internal struggle and i think that that's what can start really getting dark and overwhelming yeah you know that like well how do i like go for what i want but then like ugh, but i still want to do for everybody else yeah. you know and then it starts becoming this like feeling like you're being torn asunder you know yeah. so i would say the more that you focus on like the other's part i think the more you'll be able to actually give back to yourself yeah does that make sense yeah absolutely self-care is so important and, and i think um maybe that's something that's i found it challenging throughout my life and that's probably why i started that's why i got drawn to, to life coaching was because i wanted to figure out how to do it for myself and i had found some things that i was successful at and then i wanted to share that with other people but then I also have to be mindful of like the charge you get when you help someone else and then are you in it because you're really helping someone else or because you like the charge you get from it. But it's it? okay. It doesn't matter. Now now you're going into that whole like, you know, uh, into that um, Friends episode thing with Phoebe and Joey, like no good deed is whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's like we're not we're not going to go into all that. I mean like the, the deed itself is, is a reward, you know, and, and to be rewarded, it's okay. It's all right to be right. happy about like, you know, doing something positive. You know what right. I'm saying? And, yeah. the, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the more that you are in it for others, I feel like the more you're recharging yourself and the yep. more it's going to give back to yourself, yep. you know? the more you're going to feel ignited. You know, um, not to give you like a reading on the air or whatever, but like your – I think one of your biggest issues actually is that like we're too inactive at times. 
Um, and I think that like if we started our day with like if you got up and like really did like some like massive exercise like right at the start of your day, you would quiet so much noise in your head. You would feel so much calmer and you would actually feel like ready to charge the battles that you're not charging, mm. you know? And I feel like you'd, you'd I, I don't know, I just, I see you like really being like, I don't know, in my head, like you're like this warrior person, uh, you know? And I feel like, uh, like we always have to have a cause or we always have to have mm-hmm. like something that like we're sort of like, you know, the taken down, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and it feels like, I don't know, I don't feel like we have the energy to fight these battles. And it's really because I feel like we're not starting our day with like this, this burst. If we started our day with this burst, you're mm-hmm. going to feel so much calmer, so much more centered, you know? And honestly, I wouldn't just say this to you. I'd say this to anybody that I feel this activeness with, you know, your mind, mm-hmm. your mind's just like, I feel like it plays tricks on us sometimes, Sure, you know? Absolutely. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That's why my dog whines at me and bounces on my bed in the morning. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? He's a greyhound. Oh. He's a sweetheart. It's a big dog. Yeah, he's a big dog. He thinks he's a little dog. He wants to sit in the lap. All big dogs think they're little dogs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you get re- readings from dogs? I or, do. Or animals? I do. You do? I, I do. I haven't had somebody bring their pet in a while, um, but I have had that happen. More often than not, I'll have people actually looking for their lost pet really? or wondering if their lost pet is still alive. Yeah, I get those calls a lot. And how does that show up for you? Um, the same way a human does in a lot of times. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it's um sometimes it comes in as like more of a message, uh, like from my spirit guide saying, like, you know, like, hey, or not my spirit guide, but like the source saying, like, hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, or this is what's happening, you know. Um it's uh it's interesting. I don't actually really like doing uh mediumship readings for for pets. I hate when people ask about their pets. I'm always like, really? I'll never forget giving this one guy, uh, this guy, I gave him this like phenomenal reading. I mean, literally we connected with his mother, his father, both his grandmothers, his brother, um, two of his cousins. I mean, literally we hit like every single mother fricker in that family. Okay. And then like the dog comes through and he starts bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> this, this is what got the reaction. <laughs> And it wasn't even anything, like, special either. I'm like, oh, I just see him, like, lying beneath, like, the fireplace. Like, do you know what I mean? He's like, <gasps> and I'm like, it wasn't even a message. But anyway, you know, it's, um, you know, people people get funny about their animals, of course. Um, actually, I have a, I have a kitty that I, that I absolutely adore that um, that's going through a little bit of a drama right now. She's got a thing growing in on her eye. Aww. And, uh, yeah. Well, good news. Well, we don't actually know. She has an ophthalmologist appointment at the end of the month. But um, I did have a friend of mine who's an eye doctor. Uh, take a look at it. So she doesn't think it's melanoma. So this the science for animals is is more and more amazing these days. Like the things that they know and that they mm-hmm. can help treat. And well, I wish your kitty good things. Thanks. So when you're out and about, and since you've been in this business for a while, how do you and your colleagues, who you know, like have the gift? recognize people who don't like the general public may or may not but how do you how do you guys see them like how do they show like up? the normies yeah people who are sort of more drama and pretending and have a nice spiel rather than oh, actually oh, have oh, an actual mean, gift oh you mean like the people working in this yeah yeah so you know um you asking me like you know do i do i just intuitively know when a person is, is faking it versus when a person is real is that is that the yeah, question yeah 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 okay well I, I feel like when i meet somebody uh their vibration is either a one two three like a normal person's or it's like a three one two like a psychic intuitives 
You know, I don't always necessarily know that I'm in the company of a medium, but I always know that I'm in the company of a psychic. And as far as I'm aware, every single medium is a psychic, but not every single psychic is a medium okay. is the way that that works. I mean, if you're connected to some, if you can connect to spirit world, then you can connect to like visions of like future, past, present, and whatever, you know, because spirit world exists outside of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, so, but, uh, but, but in any event, um, I guess what you're asking me is like, you know, if I go to a psychic or something, I mean, I don't typically, per- personally, I don't typically go to like other people um, that I don't know, you know, like it's usually people that like I've either worked with or people that like I really, I've known and mm-hmm. I've seen them work, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I don't necessarily just kind of like venture off to mm-hmm. just randos, um, but I do get a lot of people that have gone to other psychics that come back and, you know, they've spent an upwards of four, six, eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, removing family curses and whatever else have you. And I will say to anyone who's listening, uh, if you go to a psychic and they start asking you a bunch of questions, you should get up and get your money back immediately and leave because they're probably not that great. Even okay. if they are intuitive, they shouldn't have to ask a lot of questions outside of where do you want to focus or what do you want me to tune into, you know, or like what do you want to talk about? Um, so, you know, outside of like that, uh, there shouldn't be a lot of asking of mm-hmm. questions. Um, the other thing is, um, if they start ask, talk, you know, asking for items or if they start asking you to pay additionally for any healing work or any, like, uh, any, anything really, I mean, anything from like cleansings to clearings, to removals, to you have bad energy, bad juju, whatever, what have you. I mean, um, any type of upsell whatsoever, again, you should discontinue. If you can get your money back at that point, I would strongly recommend it and never, ever give anything personal item to anyone. If they ask for it, just say no. Um, unless you're going to somebody obviously for spell work and you know them, I mean, then do you boo, but (laughs) I, why wouldn't you do that? Well, again, I mean, you don't know who this person is. You don't know what they're into. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, there are lots of people that are involved in other things that's not so spiritual. You know, they can get information. Maybe they're like me and they get information through a similar channel. Maybe they're accessing it through whatever tools that they're utilizing that isn't necessarily like a psychic frequency. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, but they can use those messages to trick you, to convince you that like all hell is going to break loose and all doom is going to come about and, you know, and for additional blah, 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 I can help you and I can do this and I can do that. That's not a real psychic. Um, A real psychic is going to give you the information. They're going to tell you like, look, this is what's about to happen or this is what's going to go down. Here's what you could hopefully do to change it. Or if you put some energy into this, like maybe you can segue into whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but good luck. This is on you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, we are just the conduit for a message. Um, Anything above and beyond that there, I don't believe that they have your best interest at heart. And I believe that they're just doing it for the money. Perfect. Yeah. Great explanation. Um, that was the other thing that I did notice when we listened to the recordings that you had done for um, my friend, my fiance's cousin, was you didn't ask a lot of you. I don't think you asked any questions. You might have asked, like, does that make sense to you? Right. But all the information was coming from you. And at times she would try to clarify. And she and, actually, she and I actually had 
multiple conversations where she's like, I wish I would just shut up, rather than trying to, in the moment, figure out exactly what that thing is oh, that God, you're telling. Oh, God, no, 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 never shut up. I actually really enjoy when people cut me off and talk, I, not necessarily when they start revealing a ton of information, especially stuff that, like, maybe I was about to say myself, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. great, now, <laughs> now how am I going to sound special? I, I actually enjoy when people talk because uh, it's actually really helpful. It's how... I get more information uh, because it's the vibration of your voice that's actually allowing a frequency or a tuning of things. You know what I'm saying? Got so, it. yeah, plus filling in gaps and connecting dots. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. always understand what's yep. coming through. You know what I mean? So, like, when but people. But you're clear to say that, at right. least in the recordings that I heard when you were doing it with her. I, you're I, clear to say what you understand and what you're confused about and what you are. Uh, interpreting. Right. I, I try to be as honest as I can be, especially when doing mediumship readings, because I, I really, really try to be conscientious of the fact that, like, I do not want to ad lib. I don't want to start adding additional, like, I hear, like, my colleagues sometimes give, like, what, what sounds like a phenomenal, amazing reading, but I'm sitting there and I'm getting the same information they're getting. And I'm like, that is not like you're you're sugarcoating it or you're yeah. like you're yeah I understand why you're telling them what you're telling them but that's not the message right, right, do you know right. what I'm saying like you know like and so I try to be as 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 conscientious of the fact that like I don't want to ad lib so especially when I'm uncertain of like what certain things mean I'm like you know look this is what it is and then I'll try to maybe give you like what I'm thinking it might be yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying but like but here's really what what the actual and why do why is it common like I've watched you know medium ships on TV or other had other readings or I've personally had a reading and it's all kind of fluffy and light and sugary like why is that yeah. So again like you know that's when I feel like they're ad-libbing you know okay. what I'm saying you know um like this is again I don't want to generalize and I don't want to talk about like specific types of deaths because I don't want people listening to this think like oh my god my cousin died this way and so they're like you know dealing with whatever Tur but yeah, but you know there are certain people that like you know when when they come to me I'm like listen like they're not in a good place <laughs> it's not a good situation yeah you know what I mean like they're this is not a good happy go lucky I'll, I'll be even be very honest and be like I'm not even really sure that they can like transcribe a message to me you know what I mean like for you know what I'm saying like you know like I can just tell you about like where they're where they're at in their headspace where they were at when they died what the circumstances of their death was what was going on do you know what I'm saying like and and what where they're at now but they're not in a space where they can talk about you talk about what's going on like around you yeah. I mean a lot of times that's what people people come to a mediumship for I mean they really want that yeah. like you know they want to know their their, their people are with them yeah. and that like they're aware of things that are going on you know but I'm always I try to be as honest as I can be you know like you know without necessarily shaking people because yeah. in the past I've definitely maybe was too brutally honest. You know what I'm saying? So now I try to get like as specific as I can with like they're not in a good space. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't necessarily go into like how dark of a space it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, unless I'm coaxed or, or asked or provoked right. to. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Right. You know, again, I'm not going to lie. Right. You know, um, I try to keep things as very black and white as possible. Right. You know, earth sign. Or why <laughs> <laughs> and why do um, why do people want to um, – put a label on it like, oh, they're in a better place or like, you know, picture sort of like them them and them, their corporal bodies sitting around a table having tea with other people. Like Sometimes I, well, sometimes really it is like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you okay. know, like that person really did pass away like 
they're in a great space. You know what I mean? Like, okay. you know, like they, they were in a great place when they left. Like, you I want to be like flying and, and shit. Like, and I I've wanna... had that too. You know what I'm saying? I literally just had that reading like a few weeks ago. And I'm like, literally, I see them doing like dolphin flips. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, you know what I mean? Um, and, and that's literally how I saw them. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, but it's, 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 um, it really depends on like the spirit, mm. where the spirit is. Do you know what I'm saying? If the spirit's done enough, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's through enough, then like, yeah, it's going to mm. come in through that. Like mm. ah, all mm-hmm. things are like, you know, but if it's not, it's, you know what I mean? Like there's going to be more human characteristics mm. or more, you know what I'm saying? You... And then there's spirits that just never want to move on. They're just like, really? I'm just going to stay here because I don't want to leave you. And they never do the process. And I'm not really sure how that all works, to be honest with mm. you. You know what I'm saying? I really don't <laughs> you know what do you believe do you believe that that that's good for them to stay no or? no because that's like get them getting stuck right I, don't I, they have like more work so that they can go right on I their mean, journey it's like there's like a double door that you have to walk through and then there's like a conveyor belt that you're put on like and once you're like put on the conveyor belt like i believe you have to go through the actual process like whatever the process is you know and then once you're through the process then you get to like do whatever hang out chill get recycled or whatever allegedly again i don't believe in past lives Mm, um you don't i don't i'm the only psychic um i've never done a past life reading in my own personal business but if anybody would like to change that i'm 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 willing you're you're still gonna get talked out of it (laughs) beforehand because that's what i always do i'm like if you really want story hour there's no proof you know i mean obviously i'm not making shit up but as far as i'm concerned like there's no way to validate it you know again the scientist in me you know, it's very yeah. different than me saying this will happen and then it does. You know, there's right. validity in that, you right, know, right, right. or I tell you about you and you're like, oh, my God, how do you know that? Like validity, you know, um, past lives. It's like a story hour. And as far as I'm concerned, even if there are past lives, like worry about the life you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, whatever you think knowledge or information that you're going to access from like pa- some past situation, it's like it's not going to course correct you on the life that you're on right now. Right. Like figure out where your blockages are here and deal with them. I find uh, some really interesting science around how they've started to study um, how trauma shows up in DNA or how, like, different characteristics show up through ancestry. So, like... Well, I've always believed in blood memory. Uh, That is something I've always believed in. And, uh, like, long before it was actually a concept, I used to talk about this when I was, like, in, like, ninth grade science, (laughs) biology, I used to talk about this, you know, like, um, this was always a a concept of mine that... um, I, intuitively, I've just always known to be 100% true. Cells talk to one another. Yeah. Cells record information. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, there is a whole world that's going on on the cellular level, and there's even a whole world on the subatomic level that's going on. Do you know what I'm saying? So all of that information is talking to one another. So when people, like, are like, oh, my God, I've known you in a past life. I'm like, no. But, like, I bet you anything, like, your great, 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 whomever knew my great, 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 whomever. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah, now that yeah. we're passing by each other, like, your cells on some level are going like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know who that is that's so-and-so you know yeah, what i mean like you know yeah. and there's this feeling of connectivity there's this feeling of whatever you know yeah. i mean when you look at dna um 95 of that double helix is what we call genetic junk i mean literally it, it has nothing to do with you um it's everything going back to the first single-celled organism and the primordial ooze yeah. of the beginning of time yeah, but yeah. it has nothing to do with you um there's only five percent of that double helix that actually like makes you the individual up and i mean yeah. like all of you your yeah, physicality yeah. to like your personality all of it you know um and and i'm again you know not to get too sciencey but i even really believe in the 
concept of, you know, nature versus nurture. Uh, like, I, I really, I mean, like, not to say that, like, there isn't some, you know... Um, so you, you don't know, think it's like 50-50? No, God, no. I think it's like, if anything, it's like 80-20. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, if we look at like uh, identical twins separated at birth, a lot of those studies will show that like they've gone on to lead very similar lives. They've married the same type of girl. They've gone on to work in the same type of field. You know, right. even when we've had ones that have been put in affluent, you know, uh, you know, homes and, you know, given like every single advantage. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we'll still see like, you know, they're prone to the same drug habits they're doing whatever. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if anything, I would say, like, that is even further proof that, like, the nature concept is more because when you put those identical twins together in the same nurture, they're yeah. so wanting to create their own identity that they'll split off yeah. in, in sort of a forced contrast yeah, to one yeah, another. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, because they're so wanting to find their own. Does so that make do sense? you think there were psychics in your family history? Uh, 100%. Both my parents are incredibly psychic. Uh, my m- mother's really, really religious, so she doesn't really look at it as psychic or anything like that but you know she would never call it that but she's incredibly incredibly intuitive i mean she knew like when her mother passed she knew when her brother passed like she got like jolts i mean she was like literally praying and then stopped praying and like like broke into like a like full tears you know what i mean like i'll never forget i was like seven or six years old and i'm like what is wrong with you right now like relax you don't even know anything's like up just like chill you know what i mean you know names would pop into her head and then like two days later we'll like hear from that person after like Mm -hmm. 25 years things like that is there any kind of like mysticism in um no religion that you grew up with is there any kind of mysticism no nothing nothing like that um no nothing nothing mystical nothing nothing of that sort of nature um you know and and then my dad of course is just a pisces so he's just you know my dad's a pisces too yeah so he's psychic by default so um (laughs) you know he's just got that dumb stupid psychic like i'm not even aware of it he's like the fish floating in the water My brother and my mother are both Taurus, and um, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, they're sort of like one. They're sort of one person. Um, Yep, that happens. And then, yeah. So my dad was he'd be water. My mom, earth, earth. But I was I'm earth too. You're earth of air. Earth of air. She's earth of earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> my mom's also a Taurus, and uh, and I'm a Taurus, and uh, my brother's also a Taurus. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, and then my dad's a Pisces, and interestingly enough, and this is why I love astrology so much. So I'm a Taurus uh, with a twelfth house sun, including a bunch of other twelfth house stuff, um, which means my star sign, even though it's in Taurus, it's equally in Pisces. So I am the product of both a Taurus and a Pisces. Wow. Taurus Pisces. Wow. So how does the Pisces draw you? Or uh, well, I think that that's where all you. the intuitiveness probably comes from. Okay. Um, or at least according to like the astrology charts, that's where all the intuitive psychic ability comes from. Uh, the 12th house stuff and all the Scorpio that's in my chart. So if uh, Pisces is not kind of able to be in touch with that part of themselves, do you think it makes them more anxious? Oh, no, they are. No, no, they definitely are. But you have to remember that water is feminine. So uh, for masculine energy to be in a feminine sign, they get all screwed up, you know? So I think the men are just like inherently kind of dumber to it. Like they don't recognize it. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I'll give you a shiny example. I, uh, I'll never, I'll never forget this day too. I was, um, I don't remember what grade it was, but we decided to skip school 
and and go to the mall and uh like i made a big thing about like oh let's not go to the galleria because i don't know why i feel like i'm gonna run into my dad so let's go all the way to the burlington mall <laughs> all right and i remember my friends being like are you serious we're all like two buses like i'm like yeah let's just go to the burlington mall right so we went to the burlington mall like we're there like i'm walking like in front of the GameStop, like coming out of Sears and like who's walking into Sears but my freaking dad you know and like and I'm like what are you doing here he's like what are you doing here right and I'm like but why the Burlington Mall like this is so far like you know what I mean like why would you go to the square one or the gallery he's like well I was on my way to the square one and then uh, something just told me to go to the Burlington Mall (laughs) and so yeah So how do you see your gift or your business? Is it weird to call it a business? I mean, because it's your profession, right? Um, I mean, it, I guess it is, but I don't, I, don't, I don't look at it as a business. I mean, I don't treat it as a business, certainly. How do you see it um, progressing or changing? Or are there things that you want to do more of or things you want to do less of? Or are you just... I mean, I, I would want... Um, I mean, my hope always was... I mean, for literally, I've been talking about this for like the last eight years is, you know, I want to start doing more corporate events. I want to like be bringing like, you know, I want to be like the Tony Robbins of like the more spiritual route. You know, mm-hmm. like I want to like help people find spirit in places where you don't typically look for spirit, you know, how to be in touch with yourself, like in a corporate environment, for example, Mm. you know, in a soulless machine that just wants you to be a robot, you know, Um, you know, and working with people to sort of like, you know, help them sort of like identify like their own personal, like, you know, uh, agendas, you know, and then identifying their blind, their blind spots that like are, that are inhibiting those agendas, you know, Um, and doing that more on like a larger scale. Uh, That's something that I've wanted to do, something I've hoped to do. And unfortunately, uh, if I, maybe if I had some more Capricorn in my chart. Yeah, Capricorn would be out there figuring it out. I know. But that's not, (laughs) that's not a dig. That's not a dig. No, it totally is. It's fine. You know, Uh, we are lazy. I always tell people, I mean, I'm a very slow mover, Um, but, but I will move. Um, You talk so fast. It's sort of a contradiction, right? You know, I I think um, especially when I'm doing readings, I talk really fast because the information is hitting me so quickly that mm-hmm. I don't want to think about it. I just want to like get it out before yeah, yeah. I start thinking about it. You know, um, do I talk fast normally? Just regularly? Is this fast? No, 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 no. It's usually when you're like you're coming out with a concept or an idea, or, or at least the recordings that I listened to when you were doing the reading for Sandy, you talked really fast. Yeah, I know when spirit takes a hold of me, it can be very. Like lightning, um, and and in that, in fact, uh, those were always my best readings. Like where I would sit down and I have like no clue what the frick I just said at all, and you know, by the end of it, I'm just like, I really hope you recorded that. Yeah, I really hope you took notes. <laughs> don't ask because I don't remember. But that's the art of it too, and that's how you know it comes from a special place when you've written something or said something, and you're not sure. You don't remember doing it like right. that's when you know it comes from a special place right it's i've been um i'm not as lucky anymore i don't know if it's like just being in my 30s now and just this is old age i don't know but um oh, i used stop. to i used to get recaps <laughs> uh like i used to like you know start a reading and if i hadn't talked to you in like three years i would get like the last time you said you know what i mean like and it would and it literally come in like a blurb too, be like, like like really quick and it would just like be this like audio recap in like a few seconds and i'd be like oh yeah and then i'd be like and people would be like wow your memory's so great how do you remember me blah 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 and they were always so impressed and i'm like yeah i know no you know like Hair flip, hair flip. You know, but um, it's not I, – I don't know. Like it doesn't – I don't get the recaps all the time now, uh, which is kind of really annoying because I'm like, I know I talked to this person, but like yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> Do you ever have trouble so, remembering people's names? All the time. Um, especially when people give me a fake name, I can't commit it to memory for the life of me. Um, like, that's actually how I usually know they're using a fake name because, like, even, like, two minutes in, I'm like, wait, what was your name again? <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, no, I've always, had, I've always had problems with names, even faces sometimes, to be honest with you. There are times where it'll take me a minute to, like, orient someone. Because especially when readings, because I don't oftentimes look at people. Like, I will look at the floor. I will look at one of my crystals. I will play with an object in my hand. Um, and I used to get called out for this a lot uh, as, as, like, being very unprofessional or rude. But, like, uh, the fact of the matter is that, like, I'm being bombarded with so much information that, mm. like, I don't want to make too much eye contact. If I start making too much eye contact, I might start twitching. I might start losing my train of thought because mm. now I'm in tune with, like, this is what you want to hear and this is what you're desperately in need of. And it's just like, but that's not what we're here for. You have friends, you have family to blow smoke up your bums. Got it. You got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is like, this needs to be like clearer, you know? Yeah. So I do disengage a lot, mm. uh, you know, well, I, I mean, staying as engaged as I can while maintaining a disengaged yeah. sort of energy, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. We're just getting, we're just a little over the hour. I don't have a hard and fast start or end time, but is there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? Um, you know, earlier you had asked me about um, spirits and like where spirits are. Um, and actually I, I had a great thing I wanted to start talking about, but yeah. instead we start talking about like the yeah. transition of spirits. Yeah, um, go ahead. So, you know, uh, the way I look at dimensional space um, is a lot uh, the way you would look through like a, frac like a fractal, uh, mm -hmm. the way like a light. Um, you know, it's like refracted, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's one object, uh, like that prism is one object, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like earth, you know, and the light beam that's going through it is separating each like dimensional space, mm -hmm. even though it's like still within the same physical place. Mm -hmm. So now you have like uh, layerings that are happening, mm -hmm. right? So you have like almost like, again, pages of a book mm -hmm. that are on top of each other that are stacked on top of each other. And each one is like in, in individual dimension, Right. So um, allegedly there are like 11 dimensions. I don't I don't really know. Honestly, I think there's like an infinite amount of like time and space. So like mm -hmm. really there could be an infinite amount of dimensions. But mm -hmm. but in any event, um, in science is allegedly like 11 dimensions. And, you know, so they're stacked upon each other. So when you cross over, you're still in the same place. I mean, like you're like looking at like the same walls, the same house, the same whatever that like everyone else is looking at like in this in in this plane of existence, but they're like in a different room. So like it's like the same place. Uh, so like for example, uh, it's been often talked about as like being in the same house with each other, but like in different rooms. So like I'm in the kitchen, they're in the living room. Okay. But the reality is, is that we're both in the same kitchen. The We're just in a different refracted version of the kitchen. So you're in like the blue kitchen and I'm still in the white kitchen. You okay. know what I'm saying? It's where light, you know, we can only see one, one visible um, – you know, uh, one visible spectrum of the light, uh, one visible, not spectrum, but of the spectrum, we can see one visible, I can't Section, think of the word, slice, but yeah, yeah, thanks. I know what you're saying. You know, uh, and so it's all those other, like, you know, all, all those other non-visible yeah. is where spirits are and not just human spirits, but like the things that we know as like, you know, potentially angels and, you know, demons and whatever else that potentially may exist out there, fair folk, leprechauns. Whatever else. Do you believe in all that? Sure, why not? Sp I mean, sprites and yeah. Why not? You know. Well, I'm my my uh, f my family ancestry is from Ireland, so that's like a big, you know, like 
leprechauns and sprites. And when I went to Iceland, like everything, all the shops, like every time you go under a bridge, there's a little troll mm -hmm. mantle so that like the trolls and the, you know, we folk don't play the tricks on you if you go under the, I love that. And that's wonderful. Me too. I think it's so cute, and 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 uh, I love like the folklore of it all. You yeah. Know? But I also feel that like, there is a granule of truth in every single yeah. myth and story. You know, or so. like there's a lot of the places, especially in Ireland, have like there's like stones, and the stones have tones to them, mm -hmm. and like people did ceremonies there, and like that in and of itself, that earth, those stones, that area must capture that energy and that information. So if they want to call it sprites or trolls or whatever, sure, maybe it's a manifestation of those things. Well, you know, again, um, you know, because we're talking about, again, you know, varying existences and in, in different dimensional space, you know, like, so a being that like is crossing like a, a trans, uh, a trans dimensional being that might be crossing through dimensional space might not be observed in their natural form, you know, so what we see as like a tinkering little light that we observe as a fair or fairy, um, you know, might actually be a massive different being altogether that's just emanating this form or projecting this form mm -hmm. in this place, you know, but yeah, no, I totally believe like, like all those things that potentially can exist. Why not? You know, um, there's a whole, there's so many things that we can't see. I mean, the human brain is literally a, a crazy freaking organ. I mean, it's it, yeah. like, is it control of your whole entire everything? I mean, yeah. it's in control of your breathing. It's in control of your circulation. I mean, you don't have a thought really about anything that you actually do. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. and neither do you about what you see. Your brain controls all of that. So because this table is here and I can touch it and I can feel it and I can see it, like, I believe that it's real, but that's only because my brain says so. Right. You know, if like, if there was more computing process to my brain, you know, I might be able to see or feel or disillusion myself from things that like, yeah. you know, I believe to be so concrete. Yeah. That's why I think dreams are so interesting because we're doing a natural data dump, but our brain is doing like amazing things when we're sleeping because it's turned off the logical part that says, you know, this is the parameters of the universe and this these are only the things that I can do. And I love showing up in my dreams as like a different person or like having different – or flying or like – But your dreams are so um... – Again, I feel like you you really do lucid dream a lot. Like, I don't feel like your dreams are just normal dreams. Like, I feel like you really do go to other places. Like, I really do feel like you're astraling. I feel like you're projecting your your physical being into – you wake up tired, dude. Like, you don't wake up rested. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if when I'm in your energy, I feel like I'm waking up, like, deep sleep, and I'm like, ugh tired like drained exhausted like do you know what i mean like we shouldn't be exhausted after like sleep you yeah, know what i mean like yeah. you know like and i feel like that's happening because like you're actually somewhere else like you're living another life yeah. you're doing some other crazy shit feels real conquering you know I mean? some other land yeah <laughs> i mean it's cool you should start keeping a dream journal is what you should do you i know? have occasionally kept it and um i'm always shocked by what you end up writing especially when you're you do it right when you're woken up, when right. you're still kind of like well, that's what it has sleepy. To be. Right. It has to be done as soon as you wake up, you know, especially like you, you do wake up a lot and um, sometimes. So like in the middle of the night. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you should. I should get a voice recorder or something that I can do it with. You got a phone? I know. I know. I try and I try to put the phone because I get very distracted. 
if when I'm sleeping, anything. So I, I always turn the phone over because I can't. I you're have, also, can't have the light going. You're also really sensitive to like um, magnetic frequencies and stuff, and electromagnetic frequencies and things of that nature. I would actually think it would be a good idea to like not keep any electronic devices near you. Like you know, try to put some. I space. have some really nice crystals next to me, but they're on the further side of the this. What about a, a Himalayan salt lamp? It's a great idea. Other people have suggested that to me, and when I'm around them, I love them. I just haven't yeah, gotten I would, one. I would get one and put it in your bedroom and keep it on all the time. I think they're they're a must-have. How do you um, – do you, like – is it a place that you know other people lived in, and, like, how do you deal with the energy that was there, or is it cleared out for you? Uh, so my house, uh, when we moved to Malden back in 2005, it was – it was actually really sketchy because I was actually the first one to move into the house. Like it was still like under construction and we were like renovating and whatever. But um, like I just moved in and was like living there by myself. And I kept feeling the spirit of the woman who had died there. And, you know, and like it was funny because like I kept saying things to my mom and my mom, she's just like, whatever, just kind of like writing it off, um, you know, and like it wasn't actually till a few years later when I really started doing this work or whatever. And, um, you know, I was like, complaining about how like she's always freaking like like she gives me like these like really like really just like evil looks like she's just always constantly she's actually agitated by my attitude is really what it is if i'm gonna be honest um she's a little old school she doesn't like how i like kind of get a little frumpy and loud and whatever you know so um so she's kind of always annoyed by like my presence is really what it is you know so i was i was um you know making comments or whatever and like you know my dad started like asking questions and uh and i was like yeah i'm like she's really old i'm like i think it was like a heart attack or whatever but she's like i'm here death rasp anyway so and i'm like and i'm pretty sure it happened in the dining room because that's where like she's strongest um you know and, and whatever and i think she was on the third floor but they brought her down here and so my dad went across the street to ask one of the neighbors <laughs> about you know the people that live there and whatever and like like fact checked like half of like what i said and like came back and was like how are you doing this? Wow. <laughs> and I think that that's when uh, things actually start to get a little bit better uh, in terms of this work and my parents. Um, you know, um, I think before that it was like still a little weird and maybe unsettling uh, for them. I wasn't allowed to do mediumship when I first um, when I first started like working out of the home actually because mm -hmm. um, I have a little uh, home office set up. And uh, originally we weren't allowed. I wasn't allowed to do mediumship there. But uh, do you think they were picking up on it, and that's why it was tough for them? Or um, I think it just freaks my mother out. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you know, and they're, they're like you know, she's gotten so much better about it. You know, she's like, they're 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 really old. Like my dad's seventy seven, my mom's seventy five now. You mm. know, so they're they're really old school. You know, silent generation here. You know, yeah. um, so it's like it's just taboo. I think for them and yeah. weird. And then given yeah. the culture and the religious background, I think it just you know yeah. it's like this is a sin and if we accept you we're accepting the sin and yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. that really is sort of the orthodox behind like uh, Islamic thought it's like you know if you don't agree with something or someone then you should remove yourself from the situation mm. you know because by engaging it or being a part of the situation then you're you're in essence saying you're okay with this you're in mm. essence saying that you are validating it you know what I mean mm. um, but you know I, I think uh, I think for my mother and um you know, and this is so stupid, but this is just the Taurus, right? Like, I think when she started seeing that there was, like, an actual, like, following that was happening, that people were really engaging and yeah. interested and yeah. there was something that was, you know, I think that's when she started to turn a little bit, you know, and was just like, oh, okay, maybe, 
you know what I'm saying? There's something here. My dad's always been silent, supportive. Uh, you know, he's just very Pisces. I'll walk through fire, walk on glass, no questions mm-hmm. asked. I'll bitch about it the whole freaking time I have to do it, but I'm gonna do it, you know? Um, so he's always been supportive, but I think like for him, it was really just more like kind of like, like, wow, this is real, you know? Yeah. Like <sighs> That's wonderful though, that they, you know, especially given their background or as you've described it and their religious thought and, but there's something that they were able to overcome even if it's a silent support, like that's, that's pretty tremendous. That's amazing. It feels important, you know, like it feels, it feels powerful. I, I think that like, um, it's really important for anyone dealing with anything, to be honest with you, to have yeah. support of like friends and family. Absolutely. You know? When I told my dad I wanted to be a life coach, I had a pretty successful career in fundraising. I was totally burnt out and I was making a huge change for my life and self-care and I had really felt like I found this thing that I could do that was good in the world and was you know feeding my soul and he's very hard of hearing and he's also sort of just like whatever whatever you do is great and he um kind of paused and he said well whatever you want to do I support you 100 percent and so so it kind of came out he thought I meant I was going to be a lifeguard not a life coach because he didn't hear the second part of it so I think he was really confused where I was going to go like with this fairly prominent job to my own business as a lifeguard like that didn't make sense to him. I was like, Daddy, not lifeguard, life coach. Oh, okay. But he still doesn't know what that means or what that is. And, like, I've talked about my writing with my parents, and they're supportive. My mom has dementia, so she doesn't oh, really so get sorry. any of it. Um, so she, she's – but that's so interesting, too, because she phases in and out. Like, do you ever get – people who have had that that have passed that are like still in that kind of like flux state uh they'll they'll come through in the beginning uh that way to to tell me that they were that way okay. you know what i mean uh but then as the reading progresses it usually starts clearing up unless they literally just died in which case like they haven't been cleansed or haven't yeah. gone through whatever situation yeah. that they need to you know and what um, do you, how do you treat them with reiki because one of the things that i my teacher taught me was that it's really hard with people who have dementia or mental illness to give reiki to because their energy is so diffuse like what's your view of that um i mean i guess it really is like what you're targeting right you know the thing with dementia is that like we don't have like a clear understanding of like what is actually going on yeah. you know so that's part of the problem right like i think if you actually knew what you were targeting i think it would be easier there's a lot of extreme um not that i'm dodging your question but i am gonna answer a different question sure. <laughs> um Go ahead. there are a lot of uh research a lot of research that's happening uh as of late about various cerebral fluids that tend to accumulate in the back of the brain or near like the brain stem that have led to dementia or or what we think is alzheimer's mm-hmm. and not every single dementia patient has this fluid but it is something that when drained they've seen the effects of the dementia not only cease yeah. but in some cases is even reverse, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if your mother qualifies for this, to be honest with you. I'm not really feeling like she necessarily does, no. but I think it might be interesting to like look into it, yeah, yeah. you know, and just have, you know. It's um, so funny because my brother so, and I have talked many times about she has a, a diagnosis of unspecified dementia, so she doesn't have Alzheimer's. And it's sort of like it's one of those categories, like it's not Lewy body, it's not Parkinson's, it's not Alzheimer's. She's past the point of being able to cognizantly understand to consent to a procedure. So I have that 
responsibility. I have the legal responsibility. So that if we're going to do something for her medically, I would have to be the one that would approve it because she can't consent anymore mm-hmm. because she doesn't understand the full ramification of what she's consenting to. So it's tough because even an 81-year-old, you don't want to put through, like, it might even be tough to give her an, an MRI at this point because... It's hard for her to sit still. Yeah, yeah. hard for her to sit still. She, she she phases in and out. She's very verbal. She, she could have a conversation, but she might not place me at first. So she's kind of like, she's always shifting between yeah. time periods. Like, So sometimes she's present. Sometimes she's present with details that don't make sense from past. Right. Um, Do we know what period she's in? It totally, it totally def- differs. Okay. So she's sometimes back when she was teaching when she was like 28 in Newton and she's waiting for her ride to pick her up and her grandmother and her granddaughter are still around. And then sometimes I'm her sister and then sometimes I'm her daughter and she's totally present and she remembers my dog and she talks about him. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. So That's... it's, but it's, it's. It's like I can also kind of step back sometimes because you have to be able to and be like, what's going on? Like, what's going on there? Like, and then she's also has she has delusions that she brings in about people invading the house and bombs. And so there's a lot of like anxiety and fear that then manifest in a story Mm -hmm. that makes sense to her. And that's her way of like controlling the environment. So it's, um, my brother and I are always like, why that person and why this story and why – like we're always trying to like put the pieces together. And they don't necessarily go together. Sometimes maybe they do. Sometimes maybe they don't. We're always trying to find ways to find a supportive container for her. And uh, that's – I think that's the challenge with anyone who has a, is a caregiving role. Like how do you – Give enough stimulation, but also quell the the panic, I think, of like the knowing of there's a conscious part that's like, I'm losing control of this. I don't have all the threads. Well, we never really have control of anything. Um, it's just, control is just an illusion. <laughs> you know? Um, and I know but if a- you thought you did, then you can't – you cannot let go of that thought. Like she thinks – she's always very controlled. Well, yeah. I mean – yeah, <laughs> Taurus. I mean, come on. Uh, but 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 I feel like uh, it's really. It, I don't know. Like this is one of those things where it's like you know we can call it a test, but the reality of the situation is that like this is just life affirmed, which is everything and nothing is a guarantee. Yeah. And everything is constantly shifting and changing. It's yeah. the you know it's the mandalas you know being made uh, for weeks at an end and then just wiped away. You know, it's literally creation and death and rebirth and yeah. this constant flow of life. And as as tough as it is to witness this and yeah. to watch and to be as close to that, like I feel like I do feel like there's something here uh, that like we're supposed to take away about the cycle, something yeah. that's supposed to help us realize that like, you know, that I don't know, there's a beauty in yeah. a simplicity in this. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to explain it yet. Um, I don't have the words really to, to no, put this in motion. Job. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. And there is a, there's um. The word that comes to mind for me is grace. Like there is a finding the grace in it and um, being able to be sad and be frustrated and be angry and but also be quiet 
about, you know. I think it's learning to not be frustrated and angry. And I know that's really hard, um, but I think that that's really the goal here is to really lean into this and sort of just kind of go with the sway. You know what I mean? And if we're her sister right now, then we're her sister and we play into it and we just let it be easy and and not challenging or trying to confuse or create like further doubt, you know, like like kind of just ease into the role play. You know what I mean? And just kind of, you know, I feel like it's about trying to make her as comfortable as humanly possible right now and just trying to keep things as sane, uh, trying to find, like, trying to find this controlled chaos. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's perfect. Thank you so much. I know that there was some um, um, unpaid for advice and oh, reading in please. there, so I appreciate it. Um, appreciate your willing to share your experience, your knowledge. I think the way that you articulate things is really beautiful. You obviously have a very special gift. So I mean, I mean that, that might be silly to me for me to say that to you, but I can, I can. Well, thank you for for allowing me to share it with you today. Sure. Was there anything else that you'd like to say as we wrap up? Uh, no, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this was a great experience. Yeah, um, and how can people find you if they want to contact you? You can find me on on the web, uh, bostonsbestpsychic.com. That's bostonsbestpsychic.com. <laughs> um, and uh, and you are, you're a famous, my, like, share. You just go by the one name. Just the one name. Okay. I'm just Tarek, T-A-R-E-K. Um, and you can call me at 617-942-0689, but I do prefer text messages. Again, that number is 617-942-0689. And all my information is on my website, including a uh, online calendar in real time where you can book and yeah. come see me in person. Yeah, or... and you have reviews on there too, and people can talk about like what you know what they found valuable about your reading. And um, you know, my family member who had the reading with readings with you, she was. You know, it gave her a lot of uh, comfort, and she's the kind of person that, you know, is a question asker and a thinker, and if there was anyone in my life when I had some sort of death or needed to make meaning of something, Sandy would be the person that I would go to for that. So the fact that she got that benefit from you, I think, is really special. So again, just I'm just that. so happy to, again, to have been able to help and share in, in any small way, you know. I'm always just so appreciative of being able to, like I said, affect someone. And um, and I'm always just so thankful for the opportunity, too. So, Thanks, Tark. And um, this is Felicia, and you're listening to Hi, Felicia Podcast. <laughs>